Welcome to the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast, the only podcast that won't dump radioactive waste in your backyard. What's going on, everyone, and welcome to issue number 13, God, number 13 of the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast. As you know, if you listen to our preview, uh, we are going to be talking about the wet, hot American summer first day of camp is oh right i got it right that time uh yeah yeah you did good good yeah i didn't say at camp i've been doing that a lot <laughs> uh so yeah besides the crazy long title which means i'm not i'm not gonna have any idea of what i'm gonna title this when we upload it onto itunes and soundcloud um this this netflix movie i almost want to call it a movie but tv series netflix series a netflix maxi series if you will a maxi a maxi mini series yeah um uh you know it's been 15 years in the making a lot of people have been clamoring for a sequel which is which i mean this is kind of our answer i think before it wasn't really possible but now everyone's kind of hailing netflix as the the king the champion of of comedy the comeback kid netflix stepping into the ring for the third time oh yeah well maybe I mean, maybe they... not third what have they brought back uh arrested development yep uh something else gotta be that's it I, I did just discover today um, when I was like looking up like episodes of um, Wet, Wet Hot American Summer. They have Reading Rainbow now on Netflix. Old episodes, but still Reading Rainbow. So yeah, I saw that um, in season one. Yep. So I pretty much know where my time will be occupied pretty soon. Search, yeah, searching through really. the archives for the Next Generation crossover episode. Just watching it in general, <laughs> man. Just, just, oh man, it's Lavar Burton. You can't go wrong Butterfly with Lavar Burton. In the sky. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. Oh, so catchy. So good. Uh, I can't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can, listen to, we can listen to Dave singing all night, or we can talk about what had America's summer first day of camp. Um, so, guys, I mean, we, we watched this this week. Uh, it was really easy watch as it was, what, eight eight episodes, 30 minutes a pop? Yeah, quick. Very quick. Yeah. I watched most of it today, actually. I mean, I, saw, I started watching it uh, yesterday. And again, it was just so fast to finish the series today. It's like, wow, that's pretty. And it was, it felt like you're right. When you watch it back to back, it does feel like you're watching a movie. Mm. And when the when the, with the episodes in, it's like a little intermission. It's like, all right, bathroom break, get something to drink. All right, jump back on. Yeah, oh, definitely, yeah. And uh, they, I think they kept a lot of the the heart and soul of the original movie too. However, and we were talking about this a little bit before we hit record, it's not quite as quotable as the other movie. No, which is actually very unfortunate considering it's got all the same kind of comedy bits and, and what have you that we've come to know. I mean, because it's, yeah. it's still written by Wayne and Showalter. Um, yeah. But yeah, nothing immediately jumped to mind when we were thinking about, you know, just quoting it up. Yeah, it was just like, you know, I, I think a lot of it was um, we really like Gene as a as a character yeah and <laughs> he was not gene for for most of this movie yeah so. for a good chunk until i think it's because like we can identify and as, as funny as it sounds we can identify with gene much easier than everybody else i mean yeah sure like there's um other characters that we said we kind of fit the archetype but gene is just the shit he says is like great and it's like you, you just want to hear what else he's gonna say like i would love to see if they do do a season two more of Gene just being Gene doing his shenanigans. He actually, you know, who he reminds me of actually, um, the janitor from Scrubs. 
Kinda. Kind like of. how he like, always messes with Zach Braff's character, how he always messes with uh, JD, just like, almost in that same vein, oh, yeah. just like really weird and shit he says. Yeah, I, I can see that. I, I don't think he does it on purpose, though, I think is the key difference. I think that Gene just doesn't have any control anymore. After he dropped the whole, uh, what was his first name? Jonas. Jonas, yeah, Jonas. Jonas. The whole, the whole Jonas uh, persona is just kind of like all ho- all holds holds barred, kind of like, you know, he just says whatever he wants, and then he realizes it and kind of gets ashamed. Um, what what I really liked about this show, so kind of like my watching, I watched the movie and then I watched the show and then I watched the movie again and then I watched the show again. So like my whole week has just been about American Summer. Look at this guy doing his homework. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's just, you pick up these little like. So what I realized from when I watched the show and I watched the movie again, I realized there are so many little things that I picked up on that I didn't really think about or kind of zoned out on the first go around on the movie. We call them nuances in the biz, Greg. Nuances, little little, little nuances, if you want to be technical and, and professional with the term. Um, but for example, uh, what's it? I can't. Gene isn't the only person to talk to the can in the movie really that's right yeah yeah what's his name his buddy his kitchen buddy talks guy with the curly hair yeah yeah his kitchen buddy yeah with the red hair but i can't remember his name (laughs) uh but he talks to it he says something like gene goes crazy and then he looks at the can and says so what do you think or you know should we help or something to that effect and i was like you talk "Ah." to him yes or something like that yeah i think that was it actually um, well, I was like, oh, that's that's, that's kind of interesting. Um, and the fact that Janine Garofalo drops uh, Michael Sarah's character's name, Jim Stanson, in the first movie as well. Oh, she does. I, that's interesting. Yeah. yeah, when she's talking to um the, the astrophysicist, she goes, oh, like she sounds really awkward. He's like, oh, who's your favorite astrophysicist? She's like, um, uh, she goes, oh, what time is it? I have to go meet um. Jim Sten 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 Sten. I had to meet the guy with the thing. Dar- darkly uh, humorous, considering his fate in the show. And those shots were so terrible too. Like he his his brains get blasted out. Oh. Um, but like if you look at it, what happens to um the counselor head counselor Greg played by played by Jason Schwartzman. Yeah, exactly. It's so bad that it's so obvious that it's computer-generated hole in his head. Yeah. Like, I watched it. I first watched it on in my living room with a, it's a smaller TV. And then I went into, like, my you know my nice game room with a larger TV. And I was just re-watching it about, like, an hour ago. And I was like, oh, God, that's so terrible. You can, like, see, like, the clipping happening. Yeah. At the same time, you can tell, like, in this, in, in this series also, it's like they really did not try to suspend the imagination with pretty much anything. Like... You're right. Other than like a few characters that didn't age at all, like I'm, I'm shocked. I'm one. I'm shocked they got Bradley Cooper back, but I'm yeah. also shocked how he also has not aged a bit. Maybe he gained like a little bit of weight. I have, a, okay. I have a feeling a lot of these actors just straight up wanted to return to do this. Yeah, kind of, kind of like a, a Bruce Willis working for free to do Die Hard or Pulp Fiction or whatever. You know, like he works pro bono yeah. just because he he wants to to do it to do it. Yeah. I mean, I doubt they all work for free, obviously, but I'm sure that a lot of it was like a personal, you know, project to return to. Not only that, oh, but yeah. like some of the star power they got again, like they had like a freaking like Mad Men like 
a Mad Men like reunion. They had Don Draper as the Falcon, and they had uh, oh, of course I forget his name, the gray haired guy as like the movie theater dude or like the theater guy. Howard John Howard Stark John, John Slattery. Yeah, and it's like yeah. holy shit. And even like in the um, Camp Tire Club, one of those guys I think was like in the first season. He was like the. Uh, Oh, he was in all of it, though. He was, like, the, uh... Wasn't he in advertising? I forget. Like, I remember or, him most... What the hell was he? he well, they're, they're all in advertising. <laughs> um, I just oh, remember wait, him wait. the first season. But, that but, but, but before we, we, we get off base, can can I just say John Hamm kills both Scott Pilgrim oh, yeah. and Gideon Graves in the same scene? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about That's, that. <laughs> it's just awesome. It's so good. The Falcon. Oh, uh, while, while we're on the subject of the Falcon, too... Did you guys notice? Um, remember the like the punks in the convenience store? Yeah, they're the nerds from the movie. Oh my god! What grown up? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh I my did not god! Grown up, but not because you know this is a prequel, right? The, oh my yeah. god! Because the little oh my god! Because yeah, because the girl when I saw her, I'm like, why does she look familiar? And it's like she looks like the girl from the movie. From, from the movie, huh? I didn't think anything of it, and it's like holy shit. Yeah. Well, I thought she looked like Allison Brie, so I I kind of looked into it a little bit, and I was like, oh cool, you know, because that would make sense. Allison Brie shows up, you know, like you know a lot of the a lot of other like NBC people are in it, so I was like, cool, that'd be pretty interesting. But none of the community people showed up, huh? Which I thought was kind of a, a missed mark. Could a uh, Abed would have taken too much away from it, I think. Having a what? D- Danny, with, uh, with, I forget his name. Robot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that would have been, that would have been so good. I want to see that now. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but Kim Jong Il being in it. Yeah, as, oh, as yeah. Jeff, the record clerk. Yeah. I could all, every time he talked, all I could hear is, "I'm just fucking with you, Dave." <laughs> That's all I could hear every time he talked. It's like it's Kim Jong Il. I don't care what I don't care what he's in. He could get an Oscar, which he probably will at some point, ten years from now. He'll always be Kim Jong Il because that's like the first. I'm, I'm sure he's. I'm, I know he's been in other spots, but that's the first big one. Yeah, exactly. And it's like he, yeah. he's Kim Jong Il. I don't care what anyone says, Kim Jong Il. Yeah. Well, I know Casey. You had the same reaction I did when he showed up. You thought it was, was like, B D Wong. I thought it was B D Wong. <laughs> I was like, this is fucking perfect. If that was B D Wong, that would mean that my life is the. The only show. reason I even thought it was B D Wong at first was because there was so much exposition with him going through the microfilm. Yeah. And I'm like, this this is B D Wong Steez, man. To explain a situation for a dumb audience. Well, well, plus too, like it wouldn't be that far fetched because of uh, Gene. Because of what's his name? What's his name, Casey? What? Uh, uh, Christopher Maloney. Yeah, Maloney. Oh, they were both Maloney's on. In it. They were both on Oz together. They, they were both on Oz together. Both on SVU together as well. Or wait, was he in The Wire or Oz? No, that he was. BD Wong wasn't in The Wire. I mean, I've only watched like a season, season and a half of The Wire, but um, I don't remember him popping up. I feel like an idiot because I watched both of those shows at like the same exact time. So, oh, so I I get it all. I, yeah, it's blended in my brain. Prison and a drug crime show. Police procedural. Oh, God. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and before you know it, just you, you start thinking of, like, freaking Michael B. Jordan in, in Oz. Oh, my God. Anyways. Um, so, yeah, though, like, the good show is a great show. Um, I enjoyed it the second time around, as I usually do, especially counting all the celebrities that show up that, that weren't initially on there, like uh, Pete Peel from Key and Peel. Or Weird Al Yankovic. Yeah. Oh, God. Weird Al Yankovic. I flipped out when he came out. I was like, it's Weird Al. It's my hero. Oh, my God. <laughs> very, very nice. Good fun. Yeah. Very nice. Good, good fun. fun. 
You know what's great is that if they do another season, they can keep on bringing star power because I'm pretty sure a lot of like funny, com- not even comedians, just like funny actors or just people who grew up with that would want to be in it. But mm-hmm. what's great because the trend they're following is anyone that shows up new that's a big character, they're going to kill in a very like funny they, yeah, way. They've, they've got to get rid of them somehow. Yeah, so they're, they're, they're going to die. Last day. And I th- I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's going to be like if they do like a couple seasons of it, and like the second to last, the second to last day of camp, it's gonna be like a huge like massacre like on the camp. It's like Braveheart; they're all gonna go and like tear each other to pieces, and then it's like next day of camp, yay! That's about it. Like they never talk about it again. Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say like another season. Um, and I I thought I was thinking about this actually before just before we hopped on. Everything kind of comes full circle at the end of the first day from what we see it on you know the last day of camp in the movie. Like all the all the characters are in the place that they need to be, regardless of all the other days in between. Yeah. Oh, so so what you're saying is every day is pretty much like it's like a Groundhog Day scenario almost. Well, yeah, sort of. I mean, but but more from the I, I was more thinking that you know if they did a second season, you know what what would it add? Like in you know the characters are already where they where they need to be, you know, for the purposes of the the prequel being done. Yeah. But, I mean, you bring up a good point, is that, you know, if the same shit just keeps happening kind of every day in a slightly different way, it could definitely make for an enjoyable experience. Yeah, and I mean, like, that's kind of camp, too. I remember when I went to sleepaway camp, there were kids that stayed the whole summer, and then I was one of the kids that kind of just, like, came in during, like, I went for a week. And then, you know, at the end of the week, your parents come pick you up. So, they, they could maybe throw something like that into there, too, get some extra campers in. I, I really wish I went to camp when I was a little kid. Like, only because I love camping now, and I love going to the woods and just doing woodsy shit and starting fires. Controlled fires. Yeah. Uh, let, me, let me make that clear. I like starting controlled fires and cooking over a fire, not just setting shit on fire. Um, you know, I really would have liked it, and not to mention just, like, the, I probably would have gotten laid much sooner if I went to camp. At least I would hope. <laughs> you know, one can dream. One can dream. Sure, man. I don't know. Like I, I went to camp. It was all right, but it was pretty much kind of like looking back on it, what was depicted in the movie and the show. Did anyone touch your penis? Um, no. Oh well. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. Uh, so maybe you wouldn't have gotten laid earlier, Dave. You know, I mean, it's it's possible. There's always that one lonely like camp counselor that just you know was having problems with her husband and young strapping boy like me shows up. You know, he's. Only fourteen years old, but he's already six two. This is amazing. I must have him. You know, so you'd be you'd be just the kind of asshole who wants to color with markers instead of the one crayon. Yes. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dave's going home with Molly Shannon. Uh, uh, maybe Superstar. young. <laughs> I, I, maybe younger Molly Shannon. Sure, but you know, just nah. No, no, Dave. Don't be picky. You're fifteen, and you want just want someone to touch you. He's got his heart set on Miss Patty Pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> she sh- she shit in his underwear and it changed his life forever. It really <laughs> did, yeah. You know, um, there's skid marks and there's love marks. Okay. Anyways, changing gears a little <laughs> yes, bit. Please, uh, please. So on Sunday we kind of discussed a little bit of you know like how there's pretty much two groups of people the teen the the adults and the kids and there wasn't anything in between or after that this kind of broke that mold a bit 
like you had the inclusion of John Slattery, who's old. I mean, let's say she has the gray hair and he looks really old. So um, that kind of made me rethink that whole dynamic that was kind of going from the first movie where it was just like you had kids and, and adults and that was it. And now you also you have like older adults. So to me, that kind of made me think and Molly Shannon as well. I mean, she's a bit older and she's 15 years older. So she kind of looks a, a bit. She looks older than everyone else did because she is older than everyone else. So that's kind of like. You know, for kids too, it's like you're either old or you're really old. You know what I mean? You know, she's actually the exact same age as Janine Garofalo. Really? Yeah, she's only like, uh, looking at Wikipedia, uh, 12 days older. Wow. Yeah, so. Well, I guess Janine Garofalo looks a little. No, but she, I mean, like, Janine, when Janine I... Garofalo looks much younger than Molly Shannon. No. I, I thought that when I watched it on, like, you know, my living room TV, but as I was just watching it, uh, uh-uh. like close up on a 47 inch. Nope. You it really makes the, uh, the you, imperfection stand. You out. can see how weathered these actors really are. <laughs> Except Bradley Cooper. He's still dreaming. My God. Yeah, dude. <laughs> Him and Paul Rudd. It's like they discovered a fountain of youth or something, man. That, and, and of course, and of course, Elizabeth Banks. Oh God. Thank you for saving oh. us to a heteronormative, uh, Elizabeth Banks. Yes, right. I, I would. I'd, I'd be the dumb. I'd be the dumb kid trying to go for like the Elizabeth Banks of the of the group. Like I, I'd fail miserably, but I'd be like, yeah. Me so d- so does this make like? I mean, you know, everybody knows about Dawson casting in in movies and stuff. Elizabeth Banks oh, yeah. is in her twenties playing a teenager in the movie, but we know from the show that she's actually a twenty something who's pretending to be a teenager. So she was accurately cast for someone of her age. 14 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I didn't think about that. Yeah. Hmm. It's kind of weird how, how that works. Yeah. <laughs> well, I love like too. So like last week I kind of was, I talked briefly about how it's uh the movie was an amalgamation of different, you know, stereotypical camp stories. And I think this show continues that for sure. Right. Like you have, again, Janine Garofalo's character, Beth gets involved in a crazy government conspiracy that goes way over her head that only, she can save you have um the whole kind of weird teenage phase thing going on with um donna and like you know she's trying to just be i think she's trying to be cool but she's coming off really weird yeah and the, and the whole just, just doesn't understand the whole thing with the the israeli guy is yeah. like it's like like weirdly hilarious and yet unsettling like utterly or just like it's like, dude, stop like kissing her. It's like, oh, she's your girlfriend. You should kiss her. Yeah. Do it. Like, just, uh. <laughs> and it, it's like they they play up the whole like he doesn't understand the cultural barrier, but then like he totally does. He, he totally does. <laughs> no, when he when when they were like at lunch and he's talking about like the whole like triangle thing after a triangle, it's like, oh god, he wants to he wants to get him in a threesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. god, yeah. this is not gonna end well for Coop. This is not gonna end well for Coop at all. Oh my god. No, not at all. Um, you also have, again, like you, know, you were saying, the story of Elizabeth Banks and her just wanting to get the story, really. Just thinking of this terrible idea and convincing everyone it's great because she can put a hair piece or what was it, like a hair clip in her hair. Yeah, she, she flips it up. She's, <laughs> My God. She's perfect. Um, How could we have ever doubted you? <laughs> and then actually this one... Uh, 
dove a lot into Paul Rudd. Like he did seem like as big of a douchebag in the show. At least to me. I think he still had the the best moment in the movie when he uh he gives um Katie the finger, but he swoops around the support beam. Oh, yeah. And then when he's done, he's still got it behind his back. <laughs> that was like the smoothest move I think I've ever seen. Well, that was in the movie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was yeah. completely in yeah, the movie. Yeah. I mean, in this one, you still have people like arbitrarily throwing up the middle finger, which is funny because you don't really see that too much anymore. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. I like how they kept huh. that. They're they're bringing it back. I, <laughs> I now hope that there's a legion of youngsters who watch Netflix and now arbitrarily give each other the finger. What's that mean? A middle finger? What do you do with that? Oh, let's look at it. Let's see if it's another movies. Whoa! Yeah. You know what? It's I don't want to say it's like a modern day hieroglyph, but it's kind of like you know looking at a save icon in Microsoft Word. It's yeah. like they don't they don't <laughs> understand. It, there's just it just means save to them. They don't know that it's like a you know a little three and a half inch plastic piece of crap. No, yeah. my favorite is when um they look at their smartphone. There's a little like phone function for hang up or answer the call. And it's like in the shape of the old like hand handset from a phone, and they don't mm-hmm. know where it is. It's like why oh, is it yeah. a weird shape when you want to answer the phone or hang it up? It's like oh my god, you really don't know, do you? Oh, your, you know, your parents of... just got rid of a landline. Holy god! <laughs> I was just gonna say, speaking of that, the one scene with the cell phone in the in the show. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> I complete, I saw that. I completely And I was lost like, wait it. a minute, wait a minute. I I looked at my girlfriend. I was like, why does he have an iPhone? Yeah. And it's like the same thing. It's like I got I got lost for a second. And it's like why does he have that? And all of a sudden, like he shows up. Excuse me, what's that? What's that metal thing in your hand? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no nothing. <laughs> nothing. Never mind. Good fun. Carry on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the kid, the little DJ, that just keeps on like playing music all day, and like oh, nothing's hooked man. up. The beekeeper. It almost makes me wish I joined my college radio station. You would oh, yeah. have been great on radio, Casey. I'm upset you never did before. I had a I had a buddy who who worked his way up, and he eventually had his own hour. And he I forget, I think he just used to really play a lot of Bruce Springsteen. Um, but I was like, I what I would want to do is like I would want to kind of do like the Howard Stern kind of thing, where it's like you know you have an hour, you invite people over, and you pretty much talk about anything with with basically no filter. Yeah. You know, not that I I swear up a storm on you know a regular basis. I mean, you know, like any other. You're the worst case. Yeah, I'm just I'm just the worst. You will, you, don't you know will how offend much me. Chopping and editing <laughs> I have to do after this. Yeah. Like seriously, Casey. After you're done with the show, I feel like I need to drop a prayer. No, you you just need to, you need to throw in those SpongeBob noises for all the sailor swears. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I uh, yeah no, co- like doing college radio. I mean, because there were a fair amount of people that would listen and and talk about the stuff that was playing and things like that. Because like they would play they would play it in the the mess halls, well not mess halls, the the dining halls and and stuff like that. And uh, I just loved the idea of it. You know, it's just like you're tuning in. You know, they had a whole broadcasting thing. Oh man, it's great. So I can totally that. I mean, that kid is probably like my favorite side character out of all of them. Yeah. Did you uh, notice? Uh, so I didn't notice at first. I, I was going to one of my IMDb parts. Uh, the second time around was a, a part of the show that I didn't really care for. I would just hop on IMDb and kind of look things up. Um, that is, what's his, it's from Frank, the voice of him. So it's a different kid on both times, obviously, because it's been 15 years, so they can't really use the same kid. But the voice is the same. That's not that kid's voice. I had a feeling it was dubbed because it sounded too yeah, like too rehearsed when he was so, speaking. I, you know what I mean? 
Yeah, no, and that's exactly it. And it kind of bothered me. And then once I learned that and I was watching him, I was like, oh, that's totally fucking dubbed. Um, is is Sam, can't remember his last name, but he was on Freaks and Geeks. He is also, um, I mean, that's that's pretty much where I know him from. He's one of those guys that just doesn't age. Almost. He was, did you watch Freaks and Geeks? Oh, years ago. Yeah, Freaks and Geeks is what gave me my love for Linda Cardellini. So yeah, he was um, one of um, the younger brother's friends. Oh, it's Sa- it's sure. Sam Levine. Levine, Sam Levine. Yeah, he, that's and it. he that's was he was also in Inglorious Bastards. I forgot about that. He was in Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, I uh, he was. I missed that. Yeah, he was one of the. Uh, he's listed as PFC Hishberg. I remember, I forget who he is, but I mean, I, I think he's he's just there, like he's in huh. like the group shots and and what have yeah, you. Yeah, he he doesn't like say anything. No. Yeah, that's a waste. You wasted it, Quentin Tarantino. You wasted yeah, it. Apparently, he was just in it because Tarantino was a, quote, huge fan of Freaks and Geeks. Really? That's awesome. I mean, it's a great way to get work, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, he, you, know, you know, he needed more Jewish-looking guys. There you go. He's a fan of the show. Get the most Jewish out of all of them on the show. God. <laughs> um. But yeah, when I learned that, I was like, oh, it's kind of cool. You know, it gave me a little more appreciation for both the movie and the show. Did you guys notice the uh, lead henchman over at Camp Tiger Claw? Like, he had, like, three polos on, and they all had their collars popped? Oh, yeah. Uh, and he's from The Good Wife as well. That's where I know him from. His name is Josh Charles, I want to say. I remember him from... He was in the movie SWAT, and he was also in... Oh, was he? Yeah. I didn't remember that. He was the guy who betrays them at the end, and he was also in... Um... Four brothers. He always plays a douchebag. He just has like a, that yeah. douchebag look about him. Every oh, movie yeah. I've seen he, him in, he looks like him. I've seen him like another like one like one of his first bit roles. I think he was like a skateboarder or some shit like that. And yeah. he was a douchebag in that also. It's like he just has like douche written on his face. Literally just written on his face. Yeah, literally. It's like you know, he take the makeup off and just says douche. Yeah. Actually, he kind of looks like the kid from Hey Arnold too, with the giant nose. Oh, uh, stinky. Yeah, he looks like Stinky. <laughs> when I first saw him on Good Life, I was like, he looks like Stinky. That's really bad. <laughs> Classic. Um, so kind of moving on a little bit. Um, there's a lot of characters and a lot of a lot of actors in this show. Some reoccurring, some new. Uh, but we didn't really see kind of as I mentioned earlier, we didn't see a lot of people that I kind of thought we're gonna show up in. not nearly enough of uh kevin sussman as the robot kid oh yeah only just yeah. at the end when they needed him yeah i th- i would say he had a larger role in the movie than he did in the in the show yeah even though he's he saved the day in the show with a floppy disk that no one verifies the information on yeah oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> yeah here's the evidence your honor accepted <laughs> <laughs> Overrule. Let me take a look at this. And he just looks. At, I'm expecting him like to plug it in now. Or something. He's like, "Whoa, this new evidence." <laughs> just looks at it. Uh, no, what's great is like that printout was just like numbers, and it's like this. This has everything right here. This blows the case yeah. wide open. Yeah. Dot matrix printer. My God. So that they God. explicitly mention. Yeah. <laughs> just look at this dot matrix printout. Ah, yes. I see. It's right here. Hey, Robot Kid, turn off the TV and stop typing on the typewriter and turn on this the camp computer. That, I think that is the camp computer. I think that is the camp computer. <laughs> you know, like, he, what's his face? Michael Sarah or Matt Sarah, whatever the fuck his name is? Like, Michael Sarah. Yeah. 
Dude, he keeps on looking like the older he gets, the weirder he looks. I feel so bad for that kid. Well, he's it, no uh, uh, Haley Joel Osment oh, in terms God, of God. weird growing up. God, yeah. he still looks like a little kid. A grown, he's a grown man, little kid thing. It's like I feel bad for that guy too. <laughs> it's like he's like two hundred pounds heavier. Him and the fucker who played uh, Anakin Skywalker in the Phantom Menace. Oh like, yeah, he well, he just looks like a crackhead. He looks like an he just looks like a five year old with a mustache. Like he just did not age at all in the worst way possible. Like he still has like the classic like how you would draw a little kid, tiny body, big head. You know, like yeah, he still looks like a child. It's like. Oh, you feel bad for those people, Max. If they don't get bigger, they don't grow up, and it's not their fault. It's just you know they just they got dealt a bad card. Yeah, they got dealt yeah. the child actor card. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyways, if there were two actors that you could choose from any TV show, as long as they have a relationship with one of the existing cast members, what would it be? Who would they be? Uh. I'm going to go with Christian Bale uh, nice. using your, you know, I guess by Kevin Bacon rules one degree away from Bradley Cooper. Okay. Yeah. Because of uh, American Hustle. Um, Christian Bale is obviously one of the most versatile actors that's ever been. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's pretty much two or three roles away from almost being a character actor in the sense yeah. that somebody like Doug Jones is, I guess, and that he could just fill a role. Obviously, he's more A-list than that, but uh, I would just love to see what he can do, especially considering they managed to wrangle John Hamm in this. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, John Hamm and Chris Pine, those guys are like, you know, A-list dogs just like anybody else. But uh, to get somebody like Christian Bale, that would be very interesting to see what they would choose to do with him, even if it's only for like a bit part. I would love to see him in like in a like his American Hustle style kind of character. Yeah, with the uh, the aviator shades. Yeah, and like the bad wig, the bad toupee. Yeah. Uh, anyone else, Casey? Um, honestly, as well, this isn't. Is this a secret question? No, no. I would tell you if it's a secret. Damn, question. man! I, it's like getting a double this, this dose because you got me this prepared. Was, this was a scripted question. Scripted question. All oh, right. Yeah. yeah. I should have. Yeah. Uh, should have remembered that. Should've... <laughs> I, should, I should have. <laughs> Fair enough. Fine. <laughs> I can come up with another one just as easily. Um, okay, I am going to go with, again, one degree away from someone. Uh, that will be Hank Azaria nice. for the same reason. Uh, and he would be connected to Janine Garofalo by way of Mystery Man. Dream, uh, yeah, you just oh, beat to fucker Mystery Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, same great, thing. The guy greatest can play... comic book movie ever. Uh, it's it's up there for sure. Oh, it's no Fantastic Four apparently, but that's a story for another week. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Hank Azaria always very funny to watch. Uh, whether he's in a good movie or a bad movie, um, you know, again can fill any role. Um, but I yeah, I would love to see him as part of the ensemble here. Hell yeah! What about you, Dave? Um. My choice really isn't related. I can't think of anyone he's related to at all. And it would never happen just because he passed away. Um, mm-hmm. Chris Farley. Abe Vigoda. Damn it. Well, I mean, let's try <laughs> someone that like you could actually see. Uh, in a, I, in a that's like the first one that popped in my head. Was Chris Farley's like, shit, I can't think of anybody else. Um, well, let's see. We do have a lot of like SNL alum in this. So... Adam Sandler. God, no. 
God, no. No. Ooh. Uh, um, see, I, I think that would be pretty good. Like, Adam Sandler as just, like, the lifeguard that doesn't do anything. He just kind of sits there and does his Adam Sandler voice and falls back asleep. Or, like, oh, no, or like the, the groundskeeper. Or the angry the yeah, groundskeeper. groundskeeper, angry janitor. Disgruntled groundskeeper. Yeah. Well, if you're doing yeah. a disgruntled groundskeeper, who better than Bill Murray? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. So these teenagers making out and, well, I haven't gotten any No. Action. Yeah, no. Bill Murray would be perfect because he was with, uh, he was in, a, not only was he, is he from SNL, but he was in um, Rushmore with, uh, what's his face? Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. I can't remember the actor's name, but he's got a guy shot in the head. Um, yep. Jason. Yeah. You can do it there. Oh, God. No, I'm not going to remember it because I, I barely never know his name. I just always call him Rushmore. Um, Casey helped him out. Uh I don't think I've seen Rushmore. Casey, you know who it is. It's Greg. The guy gets shot in the head. Uh, oh, oh, Jason Schwartzman. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Jason Schwartzman. I forgot he was in this movie. Yeah, and he was in Rushmore with Bill Murray, so Bill Murray could actually be in this, and it would work, because, ah, there it is. There's connection. Ah, 2015, everybody. Yeah. Yep. And now number two, Dave. Number two. Well, I, I did eat a lot of beans, um, so... Uh, I walked into that. Yeah, place. yeah, you did. I, I kind of want a I'll, Wes I'll... Anderson directed episode of this now. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, and again, he would be perfect just because he was. You know what? I'm gonna go on the Wes Anderson route. Um, I know this really narrows it down. Doesn't narrow it down. He he was in Schindler's List. He was the crazy Nazi officer. Owen Wilson. No, Ralph 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 Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. Ralph Fiennes. It's Ray Fiennes. Yeah. Ray Fiennes. yeah. Right, whatever. Him. I could see him being like the overzealous like PE teacher. Okay. You know, like he's almost like literally almost like a Nazi about it. You know, they have to do like X amount of push ups, X amount of pull ups. You know, they have to mm-hmm. run like X amount of miles. He's all like really militant about it because other than like um other than like the Grand Budapest uh, Grand Budapest Hotel, like he's always played like some type of villain or just very, very angry man. I mean, but, you want to you want to mm-hmm. talk about a guy who's almost like a character actor in the same way. I mean, he's you know he's been Voldemort. He's been you know M and uh, James Bond. God, what else has he been? Um, he was a bad guy in In Bruges, but I guess that was more of a normal role. I mean, yeah. crazy Nazi well, Schindler's maybe, List. You know, like he's he's a he's a good actor. He's like I mean, he's a classic actor. Like you know, he's, he goes back quite a way. The Royal National Theatre. <laughs> and he'd be pretty I mean I could see him like just being like that militant gym teacher we've all had one you know at some point we just had that one gym teacher was like is this guy trying to breed marines what the shit I'm 12 I can't run that far you know like <laughs> is Arlie Ermey still alive <laughs> yeah he is I think oh, he's <laughs> I was gonna say throw fucking gunnery sergeant Hartman in this fucking movie <laughs> a deranged PE teacher yes <laughs> how old are you scum um Nine years old, sir. Bullshit. <laughs> oh my god, that'd be awesome. That'd be cool. So as as for me, I I think this what I the, my first pick is a miss on the mark completely. I think for the show, and it would be Tina Fey. One degree away yeah. from Amy Poehler and basically everything. Yeah, like a, a, anything Amy Poehler's been in, except for Parks and Rec, pretty much. Yeah. Um. The other thing, like the other person, well, I mean, I, I guess I could explain like what I would see her in. I would see her as more of like the hot mom. The cat kind of just like shows up and is overbearing, because a she's like she's the same age as, as everyone else, so it kind of play up on that whole like she's so young she might as well be a teenager kind of thing. Right. 
Um, and I think it'd be really funny if she was um, Kevin's mother. Was that the name of the kid who was like goes through that whole thing with the girl? He likes the girl, and then he ends up getting like shot down at the last second after his grand confession of love. Yeah. So I think that would be pretty cool. I either that um, or even if she was the the mother to like the redheaded douchebag kid. Oh, that'd be that'd awesome. be funny too. Yeah. Um, the other person, it would be Brendan Small, from who from, home uh, movies. Well, from Home Movies, which is connected to, as everyone knows, H. John Benjamin, uh, who is Coach McGurk the Jerk. <laughs> Classic role. Yes. Um, and I think he would be, like, the rival to Paul Rudd. I don't... Like, just, like, the metal kid who just rebels against everything. I don't think I've ever actually seen Brendan Small in a live-action role. Uh, I don't know if I have either, but... Whatever. Yeah. No. Get I mean, I, hey, I'm I'm with it, man. That guy is obviously funny. Um, yeah. You know. But yeah. Like that would be pretty awesome. Or just get Steve Buscemi in there too. Oh, you can put him in anything. Yeah. Put him in this. I mean, he'll just put him up. in the same thing where it's like, ah, oh, hello, fellow kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! You know who they should have had in it? Nicholas Cage. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and they could make him like same thing. Like he's not even a camp counselor. He's like a new twelve year old that showed up. Hello, <laughs> no. I'm twelve. No, so you his help story, me find my bunk. <laughs> his story would be he's an undercover cop trying to figure. Oh it out. my god! So it would be it would be like the next year at camp, and he's an undercover cop trying to figure out what happened to the two kids that drowned. Oh, ah, that's good. See what I did there? I don't like you, Andy. I think you're negligent in the way you handle these children. <laughs> oh, just it's so it's so easy. He's just like, whatever. Yeah. Whatever, man. You. Well, let's make out. They can get, um, get just because it'd be kind of freaky to hear him talk, get Christopher Walken as, like, the literal camp counselor when talks to him with their issues. So, you're, oh, you, you yeah. see, your problems come from not wanting to go to bed. And just, he just looks at them, like, like just with that soulless look in his eyes, and as he, like, tries to, like, figure out what's wrong with them. Or just gives him more if- nightmare. What? I love you, but never do a Christopher Walken. Never <laughs> well, no one else, no one else wanted to do it, so I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna well, do it." I was welcome expecting to Casey, the Bad Coyote Funky Podcast Impression Hour. I gave, I gave a minute. I was like, I gave like a few seconds. I'm like, "Come on, Casey, come on, Casey, take it, take it, take it." No, no. And he didn't do it. I'm like, "All right, no. fine, I gotta be Every, that guy." Everybody does a walk-in. My walk-in is not that good. I mean, I could give it a shot, but do you it. Know. Come on. Why, why do that when we could have Arnold Schwarzenegger on the show or anybody All else right. with a really famous voice? You just know Serge is listening to this being like, God damn it. This is what happens when I'm not here. <laughs> Happy birthday, Serge. We hope you had a good one. Happy birthday. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just news for all you guys. Serge did have a birthday this Well, uh, I mean, I don't think we should tell him what day it was. Why not? I don't know. I feel like he'd get pretty pissed off about that. Uh, yeah, you're right. You know, the fact that he got pissed at Casey when Casey used his first name <laughs> and he had been he had been using it for like weeks. <laughs> good time. Uh, yep, good time. That part's being edited. <laughs> but if yeah, but if you want to hear a Christopher Walken impression Oh damn it, that's more Kirk than fucking yeah, oh, I can't yeah, do it. You got some Kirk. I've been there. watching too much Star Trek lately. No yeah, you know that happens. You know it'll be Simon Pegg. Oh yeah. Oh, he'd be really. Cool, he'd be yeah. great in it, just because he's with uh, what's his face, Chris. Uh, 
Chris Pine, no. Chris Pine. I feel yeah. like you Chris could Pine, almost yeah. now, you know, with that idea and and with the idea of Tina Fey being some kid's mom, if you have Simon Pegg as like the D and D kid's dad, you could you oh. could have like a whole like well not obviously not parent teacher conferences but like that same kind of thing where you have an episode that focuses on the parents dropping them off, or like they or picking that, them up. That's like a that's completely missed opportunity too. Like, what are the parents doing at this point? Yeah, oh, like a whole uh, flash sideways or ha- yeah. however they would do it. Well, like if we go off of the fact that this is all really from the kids' perspective, right? Right. You know, with like, the you know, with the counselors being super old looking. Yeah, exactly. And then like them, you know, just kids being kids. I bet you they purposefully didn't do that because, as far as the kids are concerned, the parents just stop existing until they see him again. They don't have a life. Like teachers don't have lives. Teachers don't go home to you know apartments. They live at. They, what do you mean they don't live at school? They. They sleep under the desk and then sometimes in the closet when it's, you know, wintertime <laughs> for warmth. When I was a little kid, just because I was a big, like, Star Star Trek geek, I thought, like, mm-hmm. the kids went to, like, one hallway and started charging, like, the Borg. And that's basically what they did at night. <laughs> they just they just step <laughs> into a closet and they plug in. Yes, they start plugging in until, like, you know, 6 o'clock in the morning when they, like, chart, when they get discharged and they just go about their day teaching. I seriously thought that's what teachers were until I was in, like, seventh grade. Damn. They yeah. they they just nearly got you assimilated. Yeah, pretty much. So close. I don't I don't know. I don't know if I ever put enough thought into what my teachers did after school to think they stayed in school in one way or another. Um, but I, I think the illusion was shattered for me when I remember this. I went to the movies with my friend and my brother, and we did like the typical thing that you did when you were in like middle school, and you just kind of like, yeah, I know, I'm totally going to see a PG thirteen movie, and you just like sneak into a rated R movie. And then the fire alarm went off. So I was like, all right, everyone kind of like walked out. We all got our free tickets. And then I kind of saw my English teacher with his girlfriend, like off in the distance. And I was just like, wait, what? You don't see movies. What are you doing here? Your heart was broken, like, wasn't it, Greg? Well, well I mean, like, I was just kind of like, hey, what's up, Mr. Cody? <laughs> and then he was just like, he, I mean, he was like, he's like six three, six four. Jesus. So he's a tall dude. Yeah, he's a big dude. And he just kind of like slunk down a little bit and kind of like walked off and i was like oh he must not have saw me <laughs> and you know hindsight is like he totally fucking saw me <laughs> um but anyways i guess i guess after that now would be as good a time as any to kind of jump into our secret question secret question oh yeah so you guys kind of already answered my secret question a little bit but i guess we could elaborate on it mostly uh my secret question for today is you are approached by the creators and producers and directors of Wet Hot American Summer. They need an idea for a new season or a new movie. It could be anything you want it to be, as long as it falls in the parameters of summer camp. What do you do? What's the plot? I got one. Go for it. All right, so it's in the vein of Clerks 2, um, yep. and this is, I guess, really what I wanted, uh, you know, if the cast members were to return. You do that 10-year flash forward, um, you know, to where they're all there, you know, they, they all show up again at the camp 10 years later, you know, 10 years older, mm-hmm. but the way that it's set up and framed from the beginning is you think that they're all you know, different people, like they're all successful or whatever, but then they're all still working at the summer camp. <laughs> every summer 
that they've been doing for the past okay. 10 years. None of them have moved on with their lives in any way. That sounds terrible. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? No, I mean, it sounds terrible in the best possible oh, way. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, it's totally like it's totally like pulled from Clerks, too, where you can kind of yeah. really, you get into these people where they, you know, you have them have moments where it's like, wow, what have I been doing with my life? You know, why have I never amounted to anything? You know, why why am I still doing the same things I did as a teenager? You know, and of course, there would be characters like Andy who, you know, do absolutely nothing different. Like, I would even have, like, his parents drop him off. Like at the like at the end of the movie oh, when yeah. his when his parents pick him up and and he he calls Katie to the back of the car like they would they would drop him off at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, of of course. Like he wrecked his motorcycle on day one of camp. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's more or less what I would do. I mean, to to go into to it a little bit deeper. I mean, you would you would have some new counselors probably be also returning kids. Like you would have the radio kids still be there. But he would just be a yeah. counselor who works the radio, or maybe he has like a little apprentice that is like just kind of like a tiny clone of him as a kid. Or yeah, or it's his son. Yeah, or it's his son. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, you could even make it about they run the camp, but then also their kids are all in this camp with them. Yeah. So that could work. Yeah, but that's that's that's, that's cool. what I got. I like that. That's awesome. What about you, Dave? So the counselors have turned back to the camp like 15 years later, and it's not like abandoned. No one's the camp hasn't been open for like six or seven years, you know. But they all decided to return back, you know, just to like keep up with the sure Is it? Is this running the Friday the Thirteenth? Yes, I was just yes, gonna say is. he's gonna have a serial killer. Yes, and yeah. they have to re- <laughs> they have to rely on Gene to bail them out with his crazy antics. So it's like serial killer versus whatever Gene becomes in 10, 15 years. So it's like early nineties, just like. Every single, like, classic, like, Friday the 13th, like, slash movie cliche, except, like, it's Gene trying to get him out, and, like, yeah. <laughs> Who would the killer be? Well, let's see. We do have a couple people that died in day one, so any one of them can be <laughs> can be the killer. I mean, you can go true Friday the 13th, kind of. Oh, the two kids that, the kid that drowned. <laughs> you, you have the, yeah. two, yeah. the, the two kids that he threw into the woods. Yeah. Yep, it's a dual thing. Yeah. Like scream, then, or, or it could be Molly Shannon. There you go. Who got an yet? Who yet uh, got three more divorces in the in the interim between movies? Yeah. <laughs> um, for me, I have two kind of ideas. Um, one of them would be a prequel series, so like the first year of camp that the camp was open. I think it would be pretty cool to see to see like a a quote unquote young. H. John Benjamin. So when do you think it takes place? 1960s or? I want to say, I mean, they gave you an exact time. I would say 60s or 70s because I think they said it was over 10 years ago okay. when it started. I think they referenced it, but I don't they remember. Have that, sure. They have that big 1976 poster in the in the like the, the dining hall. Was that yeah. was that it? Was that when it opened? Do, do we know? or? I don't remember. I, I'd have to kind of, I mean, I only, I only watched each twice. God damn it. Casey. Yeah, but you pick up on all these things. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't pick up on that. Like this one, literally just popped into my head. Like the secret question I had from Sunday, and that answer just kind of popped into my head. The one that I was really kind of thinking about would be uh, in the vein of Saved by the Bell, the new class. Okay. Uh, which would be a series. It would take place in the nineties. Uh, or 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 Girl Meets World or what have you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and so you would have your recurring characters that show up but are not the focal point. Um, I would probably have. 
some of the campers, um, like Andy, not Andy. Um, what's the redhead kid's name? Drew. Yeah, Drew. Drew would come back as a counselor. Um, obviously, Gene would be there. Uh, Coop would now be uh, the camp director. And it's just a whole new cast of people. I think I, I, I would with probably that. use the cast from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> I think that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Or you can you can go even crazier. You make it like the cast of Degrassi or something. Oh god. <laughs> you're you're just, merging all of it. Or just just even bring Kevin Smith in it too in the Fusky universe. Oh my god. Get some Jay and Silent Bob in. Yeah, it. they're they're both counselors. What do you what bunk do yeah. you guys live in? Bunk. <laughs> bunk. <laughs> Or even put Andy in there, too, and he could just be the weird old guy that just hangs out. Yeah, or, or and like, we don't find out it's him until the very end of the movie. Yeah. Or something. It, it'd be very similar to, like, Chris Pine's situation, where he just, like, lives in a cabin in the woods, but he's, like, all, like, Sasquatched out. Yeah. And just kind of, like, just hangs out and just steals hot dogs off campers, <laughs> like, stuff like that. Damn. That'd be pretty cool. Call us, Hollywood. I know. Call us, David Wayne. We have ideas. Do you guys remember the name of the camp from uh, Salute Your Shorts? Uh, camp I Don't Wanna. Seriously? That was the name of it? Yep. Because that'd be a cool, like, they, they get, like, a baseball game versus Camp I Don't Wanna. Yeah. Oh, that that was cool, too, kind of going back a little bit. Um, we actually saw Camp Tiger Claw, like, as an actual thing. Did they mention it in the movie? Oh yeah, yeah. Remember when they're playing? Uh, when Coop is giving the speech about like how they're gonna win baseball, they're gonna like they've been training all summer long for this moment, and it's been leading up to this, and they have it in them to win against the evil Camp Tiger Claw, and they show up, and then they're, the kids like, yeah, it feels kind of trite. I don't want to do that. And he's like, really? And they're like, yeah, you know, we. It's like, does everyone feel this way? And they're like, yeah, we don't want to play. So he goes up to the bus, and he's just like, yeah, sorry, they're not, they don't want to play. And they're just kind of like, okay, cool. And they just kind of drive off. Yeah. That was against Tam- Camp Tiger Claw. And if you actually, uh, if you go back and look at it and you see like the logo on the bus, it's literally, it looks like two claws like made out of tigers. <laughs> That's their logo. It's pretty awesome. Should get it on a t-shirt, but... put it up next to my Cobra Kai one. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, it's almost like a, like a horseshoe kind of shape as well too, which is pretty interesting. Draws in the eye. Yeah. But um, it's just, just those, like, that's what I really appreciate about the movie and the show. It's just these, like, small little intricacies that you don't pick up on the first time. Or even if you're kind of half paying attention, like playing a game on your phone or whatever, you don't really pick up on them until you really just kind of, like, dive right in. You know, put all distractions aside and just, just enjoy the ride. Enjoy a show as it was meant to be enjoyed by watching yeah. it. It's so hard to do, though, sometimes. Yeah. Like, I find myself doing that, too. Like, I, I'll i be there. All right. You know, sit. I'll, I'll feel like Keanu Reeves from The Matrix. Be like, all right, free your mind. Like, all right, cool. Going. And then I just, like, fall into the pavement anyways. <laughs> because it's, like, it's like 20 minutes into it. And I'm like, 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 season two of True Detective. Just, like, I'll watch it for 20 minutes. And then I'm just playing, like, a game. I'm playing Marvel Contest of Heroes. Or Champions of Heroes. Or Contest of Champions. Whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I don't know what's happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'll look it up back on Wikipedia. Yeah, I'll, I'll just read the episode synopsis and I'll figure out that I, I never do that anyways. 
So they're watching like a whole season or something. It's like, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah. <laughs> I only have myself to blame. Yeah. Oh, good thing there's no episode summaries on Wikipedia yet, so our audience knows we haven't been cheating. Yeah. <laughs> hey, do you remember I that oddly specific scene that no one else would remember unless they looked it up? <laughs> <laughs> there's no YouTube videos either. Shut up. <laughs> yeah. I'm oh. kind of like that with Daredevil, though. Like, like Daredevil's a very cool show on netflix and like i'll watch like two or three episodes and then i'll do something else i don't watch it again for like a couple weeks damn i couldn't stop watching daredevil i really like no I, I, it's great it. i'm not i'm not gonna lie it's really great but it's like i i can't remember where i left off i think i left off right when um wilson fisk finally reveals himself to like new york as like the ben- yeah. main benefactor of stuff yeah. and like the reporter like erases the um that file he was or that story he was doing that's where yeah. i left off and it was such a great Pivotal role. I haven't watched it since. I don't know how you could walk mm. away. I don't know either, man. It's just so fucking weird. I do that with a lot of things, even, a lot of even, shows. Even this show, I wasn't wrapped in it as deep as I was Daredevil, but I didn't put it down. You know, like I would wait maybe a, like a day because I only started watching it since what th- uh, Sunday when yeah. we did the the preview. Um, yeah, I mean, I would wait maybe a day or just watch episodes the next day, but I never took like you know an extended break. Or anything. I, or at least I didn't feel like I, I would have if I didn't need to watch it for Thursday. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I kind of just watched it and I did it four days for two watch-throughs pretty much, I feel like. So I, I definitely, I was digging it. And considering I didn't like the movie the first time I watched it, I would say I completely changed my mind. Although it is weird, like, even though, like, I, I'm kind of, like, funky with Daredevil, which has a great story, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to watch Reading Rainbow, like, there's no tomorrow as soon as we're done with this would you, podcast. Would you, also, would you also say you're bad on it, or an, and, slash, or a coyote? Yes. <laughs> good. Good. I'm, then you're on the right podcast. I'm more coyote than funky. Mm. Or bad, or, I don't know. With a little bad sprinkled on there? Sure. I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> Cool. So, guys, that's pretty much all the time we have for tonight. Um, we're going to leave kind of everyone with it short but sweet, as what we, per what we usually do. Um, that's how I like it. I, wanna, I always leave my money on the table. Uh, except for that one time. But anyways, uh, I want to kind of thank everyone for continuing to tune in and listen to us. And, you know, as always, leave a comment, say hi, say what's up, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, let us know. Uh, we're always looking to advance what we do, make it a little better, make it a little worse, whatever we can do. And if you ever want to hear us talk about a movie or TV show that you like, there are a bunch of weeks coming up where we may or may not have something really important to talk about that you know you love. So let mm. us know. I mean, we already know what it is and we haven't planned, but it's nice to have that gratification. Yeah. Because, you know, there's totally no open weeks. They're all, what we'll do for you, our loyal viewers and listeners, if there's something you want us to talk about, we will push off those weeks. Oh, yes. We will make room for you. Right. Is, that's is just, that not what I, that's, just, that's what I meant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nervous laughter. Um, anyways, tune in next week as we will be talking about the new Fantastic Four movie and how horrible or good it was. Um, I, if reviews are made to believe, I have faith in it. Uh, 
But yeah, we'll see. I mean, I, I want to have faith in it. It's, it's supposed to, you know, it's a guy from Chronicles. So I mean, it should be yeah, good. I'm going in there with low expectations, but I do have faith in it. If that makes any sense, I have no other way to put it, but... Uh, save, save it, save it for the, the preview. <laughs> save it! Don't give him a preview of the preview. What are you, nuts? Why not? It's previewception, man. Uh, yeah, but then they'll start expecting it, and then it'll be anarchy, Bar- and then we'll be out of... Yeah. Dogs and cats living <laughs> together, mass hysteria! Hans Zimmer will show up. <laughs> you don't want Hans Zimmer to show up. Maybe no. I do. Ugh. Anyways, tune in next week, guys. Tune in on Sunday. We'll be doing our preview podcast where we talk about what we're going to be talking about, essentially. And we can go off on some fun tangents. We'll hopefully be having Surge back next week as well. So be sure to tune in for that. And uh, we'll be doing it live on Thursday, as we usually do, 9.30 slash 10 o'clock, whenever we get our act together. So, yeah, guys, as I like to say, we will see you next time, or we will see you never. I love when I get to do the outro, because I actually get to do it right. 